Well, take me out to the ballgame. Today on Savvy Citizen, we're talking with Veronica Gian, who is the Chief Marketing Officer for Gastonia's own Honey Hunters baseball team. They're going to be broadcasting their games live this year, actually, on WGNC, both the home and away games, and you can check that out online. But today we're talking about what you can expect from Season 2 of Honey Hunters Baseball. We're here today on Savvy Citizen with Veronica Gian. She is the Chief Marketing Officer for the Gastonia Honey Hunters, and they are getting ready to enter Season 2 of play. Veronica, thanks so much for coming in and joining us on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having us. So just talk through a little bit about what the first season was like. I mean, it's, you know, beautiful new stadium, um, you know, a lot of excitement around the team. Um, you know, did it meet your expectations in terms of kind of what you guys were hoping for when you when you set out to bring a team to, to Gastonia? It absolutely met our expectations, trying to open up a bold, new brand new ballpark in the midst of COVID and launch a new team. Definitely um, came with its challenges, um, but the Gaston County community has been so welcoming and embracing us. Um, So our first season, um, we were able to open our doors. Uh, We welcomed over 85,000 fans into our ballpark during the first season. Um, And we had a solid team led by Goose Gazzo. Um, And, you know, we are very satisfied with our first season. However, we also learned a lot, um, and we recognize the opportunities for growth, so we're super excited about our second season. What are some of the things that um, maybe fans can expect from from year two that are the same, and then what are some of the things that that are going to be different this year? So the same things that our fans can expect is, of course, first-rate baseball, Mm -hmm. family-friendly fun. However, for the second season, we have a lot of surprises in store for our our fans. Um, We are definitely increasing the entertainment value. So we really sat back and looked at our different audiences that joined us for the first season um, and who we want to also target for the second season. So we have, our hope is to have something for everyone from our diehard baseball fans to uh, families that are looking for a fun night out to our young professionals looking for somewhere to have fun and, you know, chill and party. Absolutely. Yeah, so baseball is really different than a lot of sports because you guys play so many games. Yes. So how do you or your team work together to try to keep it engaging for everybody? So we this year, um, Alexis Gray, who is our marketing and guest experiences manager, we have tasked her with 66 home game theme nights, mm. um, as well as this is this is breaking news. We are going to have pre-game party out on the R Plaza. Nice. Um, prior to gate opening, and we are also going to have a after party post game on certain nights. Uh, we have different themes for different days of the week, um, and I have also charged her with providing out of the box, unique, fun, family friendly experiences for all of our fans. So it sounds like you guys are trying to uh, provide something for everybody, whether it's kind of the the idea of a, a pre party or an after party. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe more towards kind of like you were saying, the young professionals, and then, um, you know, be able to provide a lot of fun for uh, families as well. Absolutely. We are revamping our kids zone. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, the Gas House Bar and Grill, we are revamping the menu out there, as well as creating an area for young professionals with what I call the adults playground. 
Um, of course, we have a cabana area. We have our pre- GSM Premium Club room and the experiences there for our season ticket holders. And right now, as we speak, we're working on something for our our teenage audience. Cool. So the the teams that you guys played against last year, the the league itself has stayed the same, right? So the the um, team up in High Point, the Rockers. The Rockers, our rival. Okay. So you guys, you guys have High Point, and you guys play some teams in Pennsylvania, go all the way up to, what, New York? Yes. Okay. So and we have two new teams that joined the league oh, this okay. year. We okay. have the Staten Island Ferry Hawks, and we have an additional team out of uh, Lexington, the Genomes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Staten Island, like, their uniform should just be like a Pete Davidson onesie. I mean, that's... <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know if there's anything more iconic than Pete Davidson in Staten Island at this point. Mm-hmm. And I think he even went out and bought a ferry. So I mean, it's it's all in one now. Um, how did the the, um, the team name kind of resonate in the community? Because I know last year you guys did a lot in terms of outreach. There was a big naming contest. I remember there was like Hogzillas and a couple other finalists. Yep. And um, you know, it seems like the uh, I've seen a lot of people kind of wearing the Honey Hunters gear. I mean, it it seems like it's really kind of connected. It has. It has. You know, to be honest with you, when we first went through this process, we did a lot of focus groups. We um, did a lot of research around the history in Gaston County because we wanted this team to be to, you know, to be able to the name to resonate with Gaston County. Um, And, you know, our team owner, Mr. Bellamy, says it all the time. This team, this project is about the community. Mm -hmm. Um, So we were, you know. To be honest, a little nervous when we announced the name. Sure. Um, but you know, people have embraced it. They love it. Um, just the other day, I was going to going driving over to um, for a lunch meeting, and I saw someone out on the streets with our Honey Hunters hat on. So it definitely gave me goosebumps. Um, and you know, everybody loves the logo, and everybody loves Bam. So yeah. it's working out. Yeah, it seems like Bam's been everywhere. I mean, I saw him at a Christmas parade, and it's yeah, he's he's definitely. Uh, well, not a man about town, but a uh, <laughs> a honey badger about town. Yes, yes. <laughs> Everybody loves Bam. Bam, he's our friendly, um, curious, smart, but a little mischievous, so he gets into trouble here and there. But he's definitely a, a fun character to be around. So can we get a little behind-the-scenes stuff? So it's March. The season starts in April. You've had your first kind of real off-season. Mm-hmm. What are you guys – kind of doing now prepping for the season and what are you looking to do sure so we did actually did not have an off season so our last game was october 10th 2021 october 11th we had an all hands on that deck staff meeting to kick off the 2022 season we've done a lot of preparation um from you know the physical space around the ballpark to coming up with creative unique out of the box fun ideas uh, for the upcoming season um You know, they've been working diligently from our merchandise, coming up with new and exciting designs for our fans for the upcoming season to programming. And, of course, uh, with our assistant GM, Brady, working alongside Goose and David Martin, our COO and GM, um, making sure that we have great players and a great team on the field this season. So I've seen that, you know, uh, every couple days there's a new signing or somebody that's come to the team. How do you – or are you involved at all marketing Gastonia to the players and letting them understand what kind of community they're coming to? Absolutely. So one of the things that we, you know, we do ask our players and talk to our players about, of course, is who are we as an organization? 
um, what is our mission and vision? Vision um, and our core of who we are at the core of who we are is about community and community engagement and outreach. Um, so yes, we do talk to them about Gastonia and Gaston County, and also um, they are going to be more active this year. You will see them out in the community a lot more than last year. Have you gotten any feedback um, from other teams or other players about what they saw the first season from the Gastonia Honey Hunters and you know how they or do you have an idea of how we we're kind of perceived around the league? You know, they actually all of them said everything positive about Gaston, Gaston and Gaston County, Gaston County and Gastonia. Um, they, you know, everyone from our coaching staff down to our players said that say the same thing. Gaston County, the community um, welcomed us with open arms. Um, you know, they actually they really like it here, and they really love the facility. Of course, it's brand new, but right. it's designed well, it's laid out well, so it's been a very positive experience for them. It, I know Vincent was asking a little bit about this, but I, what are some of the challenges that you guys face in terms of of signing players? Because obviously, when when folks are trying to start their MLB careers, folks that are coming to the independent league. Um, maybe are on a different path or, or not your, your typical players. It's, you know, maybe players that are trying to get a second chance or mm-hmm. um, what are you looking for and, and how do you go about finding the players to fill out a team and, and put a really good product on the field? So that would actually be a better question for our team manager and our um, assistant GM. Um, but I do know that they look at their performance very closely as well as um, the overall needs of the team. So mm-hmm. even if you have the, you know, all-star player, if that is not a need that we are looking to fill in the team. So we're looking for not only individual talent and in, in all of the players and positions, but how it, how it gels well overall as a team. Well, it seemed like when you guys signed players last year, there was at least one or two that had either played high school ball here in Gaston County. Yes. Um, and so had some ties to the community. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that can't hurt for sure. Absolutely, and I am happy to announce, well, um, it, we announced it, but Riley Hovis is coming back. Nice. Gastonia's own, um, so we're excited to have him. And actually, a story about Riley, um, when I first met him at the ribbon cutting last year on April 15th, mm-hmm. he was sharing a story about he and his dad. Um, that was his, you know, catching partner growing up, and to this day, that's his favorite catching partner. So I thought that was really heartwarming. I mean, that's... That is the story of baseball right there, the, mm-hmm. the idea of a father and son going out and having a catch. Absolutely. Um, we talked a little bit about the, the ballpark and just, you know, how dynamic it is, what a great facility it is. Um, not only is it there, you know, for the baseball team, but I'm assuming you guys have big hopes for what you can do with that facility in terms of, um, you know, concerts and just, like, what – role it plays in kind of revitalizing that whole area of Gastonia's downtown? Sure. So um, our team owner, Mr. Bellamy, he is a real estate developer. So when this opportunity was presented to him, he's really looking at, so the Velocity Companies, his real estate firm, mm-hmm. they their mission is to invest in underinvested areas. Um, so he really looked at this as a community um, redevelopment investment opportunity, more so than a baseball opportunity to own a baseball team. Sure. Um, so the ballpark, Claremont Health Park, as an anchor of the whole sports and entertainment district, bringing um, economic development, revitalization to the area. Um, as far as a facility, 
Jonathan Cole, Pendulum, Pendulum Studio, they did an amazing job. Um, I'm sure there's, you guys know from being out on at our ballpark, there's no bad seat in the house. Yeah. And it is a true multifunctional, a multi-purpose facility. So in addition to the 66 home games, um, we this year, stay tuned, we will have concerts and festivals and other sporting events. And when, when we don't have those activities, we do um, offer the spaces for rent for private and corporate events. So really trying to get the best bang for the buck and just a great way to be able to use the facility outside of those baseball games. Absolutely. So I'm going to out myself a little bit. I'm a season ticket holder. Ooh. Um, <gasps> Thank I, you. you. Know, I worked for the city and, you know, want to be a part of the investment and part of the community. Not baseball people at all. My wife and I are not baseball people, but mm-hmm. we enjoyed it so much. Uh, we talk about creating like a third space. You have work and you have home, but where do you go to have a social mm. thing? And I think the baseball park became part of our, our third space. Um, so what do you what do you say to people that are not true or, or uh, really passionate baseball fans to, to come out to the ballpark? So can I be totally honest? Yeah. Last season um, allowed the opportunity for me to appreciate baseball. Mm. So I would not... You know, growing up, I didn't. I played one season of softball, um, but I really now appreciate baseball, and I think that's one of the reasons, one of many reasons, why 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 we decided to say for this season, hey, let's make sure there's something for everyone. Mm. Um, of course, we will have great first-rate baseball on the field for our baseball enthusiasts, but Vincent, for you know people like you and your wife, we will have various other activities around the ballpark. Um, from frozen drinks, and that's actually breaking news. We will have frozen drinks this year nice. at the ballpark. Sign um, me up. We will have <laughs> <laughs> we will have um, live entertainment um, pre and post game. Um, we will have other activations, um, you know, like the adults playground, other experiences um, for pretty much everyone. So we went from uh, we really try to look at it as how do we provide experiences and not just a baseball game no that totally makes sense and it it, you know I think a lot of people uh, talk about baseball and it's like oh it's such a long game compared to some of the others and it's like oh it's too slow but I mean to me baseball's always been something where it's like you why are you waiting for it to get over like enjoy the game enjoy the fact that like you can come out you can relax you can unplug you can um, you know, there's time to be able to sit there and chat with the people that you came with or, or make friends with the people around you and, you know, just connect and kind of what you were saying, Vincent. I mean, it's, it's a great chance just to be able to kind of get out, um, uh, and experience community. And I think especially over after the last two years, like, I think people are really kind of thirsty for that. No, yes. Um, we are getting a lot of, um, we're feeling a lot of excitement, um, from our fans, um, and the community, and we're we're really excited to showcase and um, show different experiences um, for for everyone, I from think, you know kids all the way up to our um, senior citizens. I think not a a real wide known story is uh, Mr. Bellamy wanting to make baseball affordable for everybody in the community, mm-hmm. and how you know it's it's really affordable for a whole family to come and enjoy. Absolutely, our our general admission tickets start at $8 per person. Wow. Um, and children under three do not need a ticket to enter. So we are, you know, he, he you're absolutely right in saying Mr. Bellamy wanted to make sure that this is a place where everyone, no matter your background, your economic, you know, status can come and connect, be a community, be united, and have a, 
outing, a family-friendly, fun outing. And I think that's the, the environment that I feel is it's not a traditional ballpark. There's open spaces for kids to mingle and mm-hmm. not have to sit in a seat, mm-hmm. but you can still enjoy the game. And it's, it's exciting to see people uh, passionate about the team, even the players. You know, they're out there doing a job, but one of my fondest memories is there was a rainout game, and I think there was a two- or three-hour delay, and the game finished at, like, midnight. Oh, wow. But they won. They came back and they won the game. And the team just went out and was sliding on the outfield and <laughs> celebrating and stuff like that. I think that is brings the true element of what baseball is about. Absolutely. We want this to be a place where people come to make memories. Um, so, you know, all are welcome. And I do agree with you in saying we re- really put a lot of um, time and effort and thought into how do we make this a place for everyone, where everyone feels welcomed, where there's something for everyone. So... Definitely come out and make some memories with us this season. I know you mentioned that you guys are working on trying to have like different themes for for each of the home games. Are you able to give us any kind of a sneak peek into any of those that you might have coming up? Well, definitely involves wine. Uh (laughs) Did I win you over yet? Yeah, no. uh, Tacos. (laughs) Yeah, both of those. Yeah, I'm good. And of course, we'll have. We'll, we'll have fireworks, um, kids run the bases, nice. um, the fan favorites. But this year, as I mentioned, we are also looking at live entertainment around the Saturday Night Live theme. Mm. Um, and, of course, our revamped or the Gastonia Honey Hunters version of Thirsty Thursdays. So Ooh. a lot of fun in the, in, the, in the ballpark coming up. Absolutely. And I think I noticed something. The game times are a little bit earlier this season. Yeah, so this season, our Monday through Saturday games start at 6.15 p.m., which means gates open at 5.30. Okay. And when the when we have the pre-party uh, game nights, the, that will start around 5 o'clock. So no need to go home, right? No Just need to, to go home. Come straight to the ballpark, um, have happy hour out in the art plaza with us, and then continue to enjoy an uh, evening of fun at the ballpark. And then on Sundays, our ga- our first pitch is at 4.15, gates open at 3.30, and then we will have some entertainment out in the Art Plaza at 3 o'clock. And, Vincent, since you're a season ticket holder, we, we would love for our season ticket holders to tailgate out in the season parking season tickets parking lot. So, Well, Vincent Vincent's a huge Bills fan, so he's a tailgating pro. <laughs> I do, but I, I get to walk to the stadium since I live so close, Ooh. and that's really nice. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing, Vincent. Yes. Can I can I ask you to be the tailgating captain for our season ticket holders? I, I don't know if I can <laughs> commit to that. That's that's a big job that's right big there. Job. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to put too much of a burden on you that early. And then when the season goes kind of into the fall and football season, I still have to. Man, yeah. <laughs> then then you're then you're yeah. pulling double duty. Yeah. You're but gonna you're gonna show up on Monday looking kind of rough. <laughs> <laughs> So going back to the marketing, is it a little bit hard? Um, because I think one of the things that my wife really liked is she got attached to players mm-hmm. and their walk-up songs and getting mm. to know mm-hmm. their background. But, you know, kind of in a COVID year, there wasn't a lot of um, moving around on players. On a typical team like this, there might be some players that go to another team and come back and stuff like that. So is it hard to, to market when you're – kind of always having new people and new blood coming in? I want to say it's hard. It's definitely different. Um, definitely high activity when we have players coming in and out. Um, this year we are ramping up our marketing efforts. Um, so you will see, you will hear us, hear our ads in different 
media outlets. Um, we are definitely, you know, being out more. We participated, I believe, in 11 Christmas parades last last season. Wow. Um, and as we approach the season, you will see BAM and our team out on the out into the communities um, a lot more this year, um, as well as just our regular PR marketing comms efforts through our digital, social, and you know, earned media efforts. So, not not difficult, different. Um, we have to be super organized to keep track of the players that are coming in and out. Um, but the players that are coming in, they're they're so amazing and they're great. So, I, I think I saw something that you guys were actually looking for host families for some of the players, right? Or, yes, we are. Okay. So, what would that look like if you were if you were somebody that was interested in wanting to be a host to to one of the honey hunters? Mm -hmm. So, our um, we are still looking for host families. They would um, the host families would be hosting one of our players for the for the season and providing a um, safe place for them to reside while they're in Gastonia playing. So that would be cool. That it's would like be cool. You get to go to the ballpark, and then it's like, all right, what, what are you still doing at the ballpark? Oh, I'm waiting for him to get dressed. He's coming home with me. <laughs> that is That would be a very, I mean – it it is a great experience for our host families as well as our as our, as well as our players to be really immersed into the community um, through this program. Absolutely. What's your favorite thing about the stadium? Let's start with my favorite place. Okay. So you know the picnic berm, not the picnic pavilion, but yeah. the berm, the grass area next to the gas house. Between the three of us, mm -hmm. I think that's one of the best seats in the house. I had the <laughs> opportunity to sit up on the hill and watch the game one one evening. And between the breeze and the view, um, that's probably one of my favorite places in the ballpark. No, I agree. You can see the church and kind of uh, Crowder's Mountain in the background. Oh, nice. It's really yeah, nice. It's, really, it's really nice. Favorite thing about the ballpark, um, that is so, it's so multifunctional. Um, we can literally transform the ballpark to you know, whatever our clients or the ballpark needs are. And you talked about tailgating a little bit. Um, a lot of people at the beginning of the stadium kind of talked about parking being an issue, but I never really saw that happen. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of people that would park downtown and go to Peter Wheel and then walk to the stadium, but I never saw an issue. Um, have you guys heard anything from anybody? No, I know that pre, uh, pre opening day last year, parking was an issue. We did receive a lot of inquiries, but as the season started, we did not have any issues with parking. There are over, I believe 12, 1300 parking spaces within walking distance of the ballpark. Um, so parking hasn't been an issue at all. So it's one of those things that obviously if you're, um, getting there early like you'll be able to park right at the ballpark and then like you know if it's a game where there's a lot of people coming up like you may have to park a little ways away but it's all within walking distance absolutely it's all within walking distance and um the city has those electric electric scooters so if you're daring get on one of those and just zip on down i think it depends upon whether you've hit the uh, after party or not <laughs> <laughs> but i just I, I think i want to make that clear is there it was always a perceived obstacle and I, you know, never saw anything. So if people feel that way, they should give it a chance and, yeah. and, and really go out to the ballpark for themselves to see how um, how good of a, a quality product on the field, but what an atmosphere there is. Absolutely. And once, when I, I would like to believe, and this is our, our um, goal, that once people come and visit us for the first time, that they, they'll be so, um, they'll have such a good time that they'll come back and join us. Um, and, you know, we have everything from season – single game tickets to many plans to season tickets available. So we have an option for everyone, for every budget. 
And the the reason behind kind of moving up the the um, start times was that to try to attract more families so that they weren't out quite as late for kids on like school night type thing or yes definitely um for our families and and also for our young professionals or our our, our work um the professionals that can that are going to their nine to five jobs they can sure. come straight to the ballpark afterwards yeah i mean here i mean we're but a mile or so away from the stadium here at the administration building so it's like you know you could definitely hit up some gaston county employees and be like hey you know let's go hit up a game after work yes Definitely come host a Gaston County night at the ballpark. Oh, yeah. No, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, you guys, in addition to, like, having, um, you know, seating and stuff, I mean, you guys have different, not like box suites, but, like, areas where you can host, like, dinners and that sort of stuff. Yes, we have areas where we can host group, group outings um, for everyone from nonprofit organizations to companies, um, churches, whatever group. Um, we do have group, um, group outing options. Gotcha. Good deal. Well, Veronica Jean, with she is the chief marketing officer for the Gastonia Honey Hunters, uh, getting ready to start their second season, and uh, we're really looking forward to it. Thank you so much. Please come out, and when you come out, please um, come look for me so that I know that you came, um, and then we'll make sure that you have a great time. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Thank, Thank you, you so much.